trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. I mean, I think I just gave the very practical piece with the, you know, like close your eyes or how you practically do do it. In, and that's just one of the ways. But always, always trust yourself more than anyone else, even if they have many abbreviated letters behind their name or they think they can tell you, even if it's your coach and you paid a lot of money, if it feels off, trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. It, that is like absolute, the most important thing. And if you don't yet trust yourself, just work on that. Like that is number one. Number trust one. yourself more than you trust anyone else. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And uh, before we get started with our guest today, who I know I'm going to have a very compelling conversation with, I just want to share a couple of things. Um, first and foremost, if you are watching on YouTube, as the day has progressed and I have continued to podcast, and I know because we batch our episodes that these will go far into the future, I had a hiccup, as many of you I'm sure have experienced with some injectables in my face. And so I have a very bad black eye right here that I'm pointing to if you're watching on YouTube. I do have makeup on it and it has gotten here just in time for two major speaking events next week. But um, hopefully it'll it'll go away. But I just know how protective you are of me. And I always appreciate if I've been quiet on social media or whatever, you're always in my DMs or emailing me and checking in. And so I certainly don't want anybody to see a series of podcast episodes with Amber and a black eye and think that I'm in any form of danger. I am not. The only danger is to myself and I pay people to stick needles in my face on purpose. And then sometimes, you know, you might hit something that causes bruising. So here we are. You know, I'm always very overt about such things. The other thing too is, you know, I get celebrated for this podcast a lot and I just, I need to let y'all know that the amazing people like my guests today first are they're selected by Amy. So Amy Moser is our operations manager. And I'm giddy when I get to do this because I honestly don't really know who I'm going to interview until I get all of the documents and all the prep work and everything. And Amy looks at all the pitches and y'all, we get hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. And so we have a whole process and she calls through all of them and selects the best for you that we know that you as a listener could benefit from. And so everyone that comes on the podcast is very audience centric. They're not coming on here to just sell something. And so, you know, that that's all because of Amy. And then we hand it off to Jean. And many of you are familiar with Jean. She's been with me almost three years and she lives in the Philippines. And you know that she lost her house in the typhoon and that you all helped us build her a new house. So Jean does all of the show notes and posting it to all the distribution channels and anything that is creative, technical, anything like that behind the scenes, all the graphics, everything is Jean. And, you know, I've, I've been getting a lot of praise and I just have to share that I just show up in interview, y'all, that's it. Like, <laughs> I just show up and I get to meet these really neat people and, and that's where my part of this ends. So I just have to share. So now that we know why I have a black eye and who really makes this podcast happen, Let's move on to our guest. So today I am interviewing Nomi Melchior Natan. 
and she is an internationally experienced leadership coach, courage catalyst, and host of the Female Inner Power podcast. So go ahead and pause this right now, search for that podcast, add that to the ones that you want to listen to, because there's no one podcast or one book. You want all the ones that can empower you, and she certainly has one. And for the past 15 years, Nomi has coached leaders and business owners in more than 15 countries on how to overcome the blocks to success. She has worked with leaders in biotech startups, a fire service, global multinationals, and everything in between. She's never specialized in industry or sector because her specialism is in the deeply transformational human work. She is a certified coach, qualified family constellator neuro-linguistic programmer and continuous learner of anything to do with human development. She is particularly passionate about helping women leave the shadow of the good girl persona, tap into their full power, and increase their impact in the world so you can understand why Amy was like, heck yes, this woman is a bombshell and she belongs right here with all of us. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, Nomi. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. You are a powerhouse, all packed in a pink package here. I love it. This no, it's so good to wear pink. I didn't wear pink until I was 38. I mean, maybe when I was like, until I was nine. And then I stopped Sorry. wearing pink. And then I was, I've been such a girly, girly girl. And when I started coaching at 27 and I was coaching leaders, that were, I mean, I remember them sitting saying, oh, well, I have kids, twen-, you know, they were 22 years old. And I was thinking like, gosh, I'm probably like, you know, half your age. And yeah. I was coaching over the phone, so it didn't make a huge difference. But I kept getting this feedback of like, you need to you know, be in your power and your gravitas and all of these different elements. And so I didn't wear anything girly until I met a um, stylist, which that's not a word that does the justice. She's a woman who helps women women show up in, in, in their power. And she did my colors, which I felt like was the thing that I remembered from the 90s when I was a little girl yeah. um, or a teen, like early 90s. I think it was like very popular. And I was like, this is a superficial thing. That was not superficial at all. It was a hugely emotional, fascinating process. And Mm -hmm. I discovered that pink absolutely is a great color for me and definitely brings out the power. So all of that well-meaning advice out is like, yeah. So as a branding person and knowing that (laughs) your podcast is the Female Inner Power podcast, I will never forget the day that Dr. Marcy Hinton, who was a peer professor of mine multiple times over in the public relations department, and it continues to be a, a friend and a mentor of mine. We were talking about color theory and and just the emotional response to things, and we were talking about what pink meant and what black meant. And so she looked straight at me because I was a little, you know, sassy version of me. And she so she looks at me. She goes, "So when you combine pink and black." That is an expression of being a very powerful female. And that's what you're wearing today. So it is not lost on me. It's actually the navy of the light. Oh, is it a navy underneath there? It looks black from from my side of the world. But navy would be similar. It'd be similar. So yes. Anyways, so now that we have examined her fashion, let's dive in. So we're talking about our inner power as, as women. And maybe we can talk about some of the things that derail our power. And I have found, and I know that you have a lot to offer, productivity. That is personally something that when I lose my footing there, that's where my power starts diminishing. I feel out of control. So walk us through what does productivity mean to you and how should we start looking at that maybe a little bit differently than what we've been programmed to experience? 
I think this is one of the biggest topics and it's a, it's one that I am constantly learning about for myself every day and the women that I coach and work with, you know, most of them have great ambition, but many of them have children. And I think this is where it gets really messy of how to be there for all the, the people that many of them have a relationship that also matters to them that they want to be. So they might be a wife and a mother and a daughter. And they want to be a good friend and they want to look after themselves and they're ambitious and we want to do all the things and we don't really want to compromise on any of it. And I noticed actually recently when I had a day where I didn't have lots booked in and I noticed myself feeling nervous and maybe this is a good place to start. I noticed myself like nervous, like sort of like low grade anxiety. I'm like, why am I feeling nervous? I don't have any client calls. I don't have any important deadlines, lots of things to do, but like I have space. And then I was like journaling and reflecting as I do. I was thinking, what is this really about? And I noticed this question coming up for me, which was like, what have you got to show for it? You know that question? Uh Like, will I have anything to show for this day? Can I trust myself to have anything to show for this day? Because we are so damn output driven. Yeah. And so constantly every day, it's like, what did I do? What did you do? And I've been my own boss for a more than 15 years but we live in a world that's like hey what are you up to what are you doing so busy i've got so much on and it's true there's all these things and so i noticed like wait i deliberately create space i am my own boss i'm very deliberate about how i set up my diary having space i know how much it matters and yet i get nervous because what i think of as the masculine and fearful masculine is this output drive we're like what are you producing? What are the you creating? GSD What's factor. Output? Yes. Come on, bring something. Like, show me what you got. Show me, show me, show me, show me. What did you make happen, right? Whereas I think of the masculine as sort of the, the doing, the action you can see in the light. Like if we talk farming analogies, it's like the the plowing of the soil. It's the sowing the seeds. It's like making things happen. Whereas the feminine is, well, growing a baby, you can't see anything. Is anything happening? A lot takes a lot of energy. Yeah. Is anything happening? You know, it's the germination. It's the magic. It's the creativity. It's the intuition. You can't really measure it. You don't really know when it's going to work. But without it, it's very soulless. It's very one-dimensional. It's like a company where it's totally transactional. It's no fun to hang out there. It's a party without soul. It's a coach that just asks you the right questions, but you don't feel anything, nothing moves, you can't get the transformation, you can't really get anywhere. And so the feminine cannot be measured in the same way. And this is the first problem when we come to productivity is that our measurement is like, how much can I get done in a day? Can I do it faster? Can I do more? So this is the first problem we have is that only caters for our masculine powers. And so the way I always think about female inner power is we have masculine and we have feminine. Men have the same. And right. so it's the best of the masculine and the best of the feminine. So we only catering for the masculine side of us. We want the intuition, but then we don't make space for it. Yeah. We want the magic, but we are impatient. Like, how can I trust it? And so this is the first place that sort of the hiccup happens. And what I've noticed really helps is to go, wait, I can trust myself. I am the vehicle through which magic comes. Yeah. Magic can only come 
if I am grounded, if I am clean. And one of the things I've noticed when I go into superwoman mode, which, you know, I think many of us, we applaud ourselves. Look at me. I'm superwoman. I can do it all. I don't need anyone. Like I can just, I can just get it all done. I'm kind of over that at this point, personally. Exactly. Right. Because it's so, it's exhausting and it's Uh unsustainable and it's also disconnected. So what I notice when I'm in that mode is I don't look my kids in the eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm not connecting to myself. I'm not connecting to my husband. I'm not connecting to my kiddos, but I'm not connecting to to source, to my intuition, to 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 where magic comes from. Because I'm just yeah, like I'm I'm trying to become a machine, efficient, fast as much as you can do, and so to get the best of our productivity is we need to dare. And it takes courage to unlearn something and going, now I'm going to say no to something to make space for, I love the word magic. Some people go like, that's not tangible enough, but it feels like oh, magic. Yeah. And, Come on now. Come on. Yeah, it is. Right? It's like and anyone that has given birth. I mean, that's magic. That's magic. That's total magic. Right. There's like, what? There was actually someone inside? Like, <laughs> there's actually a live human. And watching them grow, magic. Watching them see the first thing for the first time in their humanity is magic. L- looking at them just wondering what this this little tuft in the carpet is, is magic. To watch that wonder is magic. You know, this has been, interestingly, a topic for the past couple of weeks for me. And, and I love Christina Lopes. She's like the heart-centered coach. Or, I can't remember her tagline or whatever, but... She describes the masculine and the feminine as, you know, the the masculine energy is the machete that's cutting down the forest to get to where he needs to go. He or she. We're just going to use it in gender terms, even though, to your point, none of this is gender based. We all have both. But just to have the language. So he's cutting down this forest to get to where he wants to go. But the feminine energy is the compass. It's the limitless creative force that then goes... Well, intuitively, this is the direction we should go. And so instead of allowing the masculine energy to cut the whole forest down to get to where the destination is, there is strategy and intuition to guide that. And when they work together, you have the plan and then you have the action. And sometimes we rest too far into, and this is Christina saying this because I learned from others on this topic, but... She says, you know, sometimes we can rest too much in our feminine energy and plan and think and over process. And then we never do the do like (laughs) we never get to the doing. And then sometimes we're in too much of our masculine, which is where I've been for the past couple of weeks, not by choice, but by necessity. And I keep saying to my team and my partner, I just need the space to like I need my creative force to be here. Like I'm just doing and I'm a robot every day checking through the to-do list and I don't like living in this space. Like I, I'm a good doer, but I also need the other. I feel off balance right now. So I love that you have just laid that out because on a personal note, I'm like, mm-hmm, here I am right where you said I'd be. <laughs> We're out of the forest I mean, now though. We are. So I could tap back into my creative force. <laughs> But it, but it's so it's like a lesson to keep learning because every day we're fed a different story and we're so output driven. It's like, well, how will you get there? What's the plan? What are your steps? And so just it's keep like working. that courage. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like that courage to go. Wait, but how I show up matters. And so that I have a similar analogy in the in the female in a power club. I have a training around 
the feminine being the queen and mm. the masculine being the knight. And so I also say that the, the queen needs to give the knight orders. So if the queen needs, you know, half a day where she just sits and thinks and journals and, you know, go somewhere and um, maybe someone massaging her feet, the knight might have to make some phone calls and make it happen and cancel some meetings and rearrange things and going, well, the queen needs this to show up in her power, right? I'm and using so your like, example you moving forward. I like that better. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you need to be the knight. So don't wait for the knight because we have that masculine. Sure. And we need to look after the queen inside. And when we don't, we deplete. Sure. And this is where us women, we deplete all over the place. And I had a revolutionary thing recently. I hadn't quite seen this, which was understanding. This was Melanie and Leia giving her the credit for, for really you know, landing this for me was that mothering is masculine. When we take care of our kids, we're like, oh, I'm doing feminine work. But it's like, no, I'm cooking dinner. I'm washing karate clothes. I'm getting them ready. I'm shipping them off. I'm getting to bed. It's do, 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 mm. take care. It's providing, you know, and the masculine is all about providing. Yeah. And it's constantly, so we're like, well, I'm, I'm you, know, you know, you're constantly in your masculine. And then you wonder why you're not attracted to anyone and why you don't feel feminine because you've been in masculine the whole time and if you have a job that also requires you to to lead and be in that, that kind of do mode and then you come home and you're doing the providing for the family you're again in masculine and the the feminine is so incredibly important I started finding that what really helped me is to take time away alone and I called it solo CEO retreat to kind of, I find when people say self-care, somehow they don't prioritize it and other people don't respect it. And it's so like I remember bath and champagne. It's like, that's yeah, not what it is. <laughs> it's like, no. And the very first time I did this, this was um, in summer 2020. I was in Denmark. So I'm from Denmark and I was in Denmark with my kids. Um, my husband was there for part of the time and the kids were going to be for two nights at my parents while I went away somewhere else to a hotel. It was the first time we, I knew the kids had been home for months at this point and I was like I need time if I'm going to be a business owner and a coach and run this thing I need time where they're not around absolutely like, I need another space right to think in a different way and to be that other person and so I remember sitting with my well I wouldn't say who it was but anyway a family member and I was explaining that I was going away for this solo CEO retreat I'm having a meeting with you know with the CEO of my business he locked baffled he's like wait aren't you the ceo of your business like yes ding, ding, he's ding. like so you're having a meeting with the ceo of your business for two nights i was like yes <laughs> and he was like baffled it was it was such an important moment when i went there and i i mean i've stayed at hotels so many times but usually a client is paying or there's a client engagement or something sure. and this was just invoicing it because i needed to go have space. And yeah, it was partly about my business. But if you're not running a business and you're listening to this, please do this anyway. It is the most amazing thing. And I've had clients since then have gone like, I want to do that. Uh -huh. I've gone away and just, you know, like you can listen to a podcast like this to stimulate you, but just go away and journal and think and be somewhere that's not home. And that's not to visit anyone. And it's a date. You have no you commitments with anyone. Exactly. Yeah. I, I like CEO retreat. I've always called it, just for a lack of better language, I've always called it a work vacation. 
And but, and I know that sounds crazy, but it's it's taking a vacation from all of the responsibilities so I can focus on my role as CEO. So I can just get into that limitless creativity and you know, maybe drown out on some nothingness and journal and read and brainstorm and mind map and and not be a mom and not be a, a significant other and not be all the things to everybody and just shut out the world so that in the quiet, I can actually hear my inner voice. It's a different situation when you remove yourself. I just in agreement with you and strongly encourage anyone who's listening to this. I know several of my clients have done the same and they're like, that was the most powerful thing ever. <laughs> the best. It's the best. And like you said, it's like that bit when, when everything else is quiet and no one needs you at that moment and you have sorted out that it's like, I'm not available. That bit of like, I can hear myself. I uh -huh. can, you know, it's so incredibly powerful to just create that space. And that I find creating space like that, that speeds up productivity. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's like creating space. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, but it's, but it's just that piece of like, do, 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 doesn't increase your impact. doesn't make you more powerful. doesn't make you more impactful. It seems if I work harder and do more, then I'll be done. But it's like, no, you'll never be done. And, and it doesn't elevate you. It's like I can only elevate myself when I step away for a moment and I'm like, ah, this is who I'm ready to be now. This is what I'm ready for. Wait, I've outgrown some of these patterns. But stepping away for a moment allows that to be possible. And then I can step in and, and things can speed up again. Yeah. But in a better way. Yeah. And and. And there's judgment around that, right? So there's judgment around this hustle society that we're in that you're not being productive and I can't believe you're doing that. You're stepping right now with all this going on, you're going to go take two days off or whatever. And there's a process that I have every morning, uh, which full transparency, I haven't been as diligent about because of just the dynamics of my life and moving and blah, blah, blah. But I'll just reflect back on a former relationship Every morning he would wake up, he would go to a local restaurant and he would have breakfast among all the other businessmen who did. And in fairness for his particular industry, that was a wise use of his time because it benefited his business to be in community with those people. So it never dawned on me to judge that choice of his. I would have preferred for him to start his day at the gym like I did because then that doesn't involve bacon. It involves endorphins and things for your heart and things like that. But again, no judgment. That's your choice, whatever. I would wake up every morning and I would spend an hour journaling, praying, meditating, reading, all of those things. And then I would go to the gym. And one day he came home and I was still getting ready. And he was like, oh, there you are still. And wasn't being ugly about it, but just well, you're still getting ready and I've done this and I've done that and I've done this and I've done that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he was telling me about all the people he talked to and I was like, well, good for you. That, that was good, dis good discussion. So are you judging that I'm still getting ready and it's, it's already whatever time, nine, whatever it was? And he was like, well, I mean, I just get up and I get out of bed and I get cracking on my day. And I was like, I get cracking on my day. And he's like, no, you, you sit there and you blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, 
why do you go to breakfast? And he explained. And I was like, yep, that's why I've never judged you about that because it is beneficial to your business. Now, what do I do for a living? Oh, I coach people. I get into people's emotions. I go into businesses where they have thousands of people with thousands of emotions and thousands of hangups and thousands of childhood wounds and thousands and thousands of all these things. So wouldn't it make sense for my business for me to first take care of me, find my point of of reference, find my alignment before I dare invite anybody to share theirs with me? I've never thought about it that way. Well, you do you for your business and I will do me for my business. We are no longer together. So <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know that we are giving an advice and sometimes there are consequences to choosing yourself. So I just, so many times we we put things out there and I'd never want you to feel like no me or I don't understand that there are so many facets that go into stepping away for two days or taking an hour for yourself every single day. Those are choices that you have to make that have consequences just like everything else. So um, I just I want you to feel seen and acknowledged for all the things that are going on in your life right now and know that we're offering you solid advice. Find the way to make it fit for your world. Sorry, off my soapbox now. <laughs> well, I totally agree with that. And sometimes, you know, a little goes a really long way. So, if you know, two days is not possible. See if you can get 20 minutes. Right. I mean, where can you lock yourself away for 20 minutes? Yeah. I find sometimes just like an hour out of the home somewhere different. And then I'm like, oh, it's a waste of time if I have an hour and a half to walk 10 minutes somewhere and to go sit somewhere and then walk 10 minutes back. Is that really worthwhile? But it is. I go sit somewhere else totally different. Maybe I journal for 10 of those minutes because by right. the time I get there and I get into it is worth it. So like a little goes a really long way. And it's that act of honoring like that's it. How I show up matter. If I clean myself, if I look after me, it's I often use the language for anyone that works in an organizational world of like you're the asset. Mm. You're the asset. And you're the only one who can look after the asset. And when you try and squeeze as much out of it as you possibly could, like as if you were one of Henry Ford's machines, <laughs> like, you know, it's just it doesn't work. And like not only will you not enjoy it, but actually we don't do a service to the world. So we think when we're superwoman, we're doing a service to the world. But my kids don't really care that I'm so busy. They care about whether I'm really listening. They're still young enough that they'll say, hey, are you listening? Hey. <laughs> but adults don't say that to you. They just dismiss you, right? Or like they accept the low-grade conversation. Kids, if they're young enough, they'll go like, now wait, did you hear what I just said? And it's yeah. that bit of like the quantity goes away. The soul <laughs> disappears. The magic there's no space for magic when right. we don't look after ourselves. And I think we've all had that experience where we're just like, I just can't do anymore and I don't care what the consequences are. I need a break. And then when you actually allow that space, then the next day you come back raring, ready to go, more focused, more clear on the outcomes that you're trying to do. You're not feeling like everything's been squeezed out of you and there's just nothing else to give and it's not such a grind it doesn't make it easy but giving just a little bit of space man if there's something that i learned the absolute hard way and y'all know that the hard way is my favorite way to learn but this is one of them for sure so if we're trying to be more productive by giving ourselves space what's the next layer to that if we start honoring that time that we need I mean, for me, I was thinking of, actually, we lived in the States for a year and there was a 
children's hospital close by and I had a seven-month-old when we moved there and there were some of these junior doctors that would come to some community events in the evening and they were with pride talking about how hard they'd worked and how they hadn't had lunch and had hardly been to, to the toilet all day and you know like I just remember thinking I never want to take my kid there because if you haven't had a break all day and you worked a 14-hour shift or whatever it was You know, if you haven't drunk water, if you haven't stopped to breathe air, if you haven't eaten, I do not, and you haven't been to the toilet, I do not want you making any decisions that could affect my daughter's health. And so we all know this is how we feel about whether we have kids or not, whether we feel about anyone we care about. But we're quite blasé about our energy and how we show up in our businesses and our jobs and kind of like, well, I've just got to get it done. The quality of everything we create becomes worth less. I'll have clients that show up. I've been back to back the last four hours. I said, you just want to go to, oh yeah, could I go rent to the toilet? I'll be really quick. I'm like, take your time and get yourself a drink on the way yeah, and breathe. Right. And like, please don't like, be really quick. Just handle whatever nature is asking you to handle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so so this piece of, and I have noticed, I don't know whether you've noticed the same, I'll be curious, but I've noticed it's gotten worse okay. during COVID mm-hmm. and since COVID where we're even more online and the expectation of instant everything. Yes. And so people are not doing human things. And then we wonder why we're depleted. It's like, it's not about whether you're in the wrong job or whether everything is wrong in your life. It's like, right, are you making space for magic? Are you treating yourself as a vehicle of magic or a Henry Ford machine, which mostly we treat ourselves as a Henry Ford machine that needs to produce faster, more, better, you know, and never break down. I know there's so many organizational, you know, they have their culture (laughs) on paper but the culture is a culture of fear. And it's like, you've got to get it done. It has to be done yesterday. And and what I've observed since COVID is, you know, we, we all, it was crazy, busy, just everybody's living high on the hog. Everything was profitable. Everything was great. And then the world shut down. Now we have all kinds of layers. And then when the world opened back up, it's like we went warp speed. Because to your point, now everybody knows how to use Zoom. Now everybody's online because we had to be. And so there's this whole new part of society that is in this rat race with those of us who've been on the hamster wheel until then. And but what things are breaking down. So I I am the the one who's known for getting it done yesterday. But that is no longer a superpower of mine because the airlines don't get me to where I'm supposed to be when I'm supposed to be there. The people that I'm counting on to do the thing that I paid aren't doing the thing when they say it's going to be done because they have also overcommitted. And so everybody's overcommitting and under delivering and it's imp- it's like a domino effect. So it, now more than ever, ever, this is important to take a beat and say, okay, I know that 2019, this would have been realistic, but in the year of our Lord, 2023, what does this really look like? And do I have the chutzpah to tell my client or my boss or my spouse or whoever it is I'm, I'm dealing with, like, this is what I think it's going to take, but my experience is that I'm usually about 20 to 30% off. So I'm going to say this instead. And if I can deliver it accurately beforehand, that is the goal, but I'm not going to put myself be- between, like behind the eight ball. And that's hard. Absolutely. So it, it's, that's why it, talks, it takes courage, right? To go yeah. like, 
wait, let me be truthful to the quality I want to deliver. And for me, I've I've just I've really linked joy and impact. Mm. The joy, if you're not enjoying it when you're creating it, it probably isn't your best work. No, it's not. Like <laughs> I find my best work comes when I'm like, no, oh, it feels fun. And even if you don't have your dream job right now and you're going, oh, I don't really love my, my job at all, it's like there will be days where you're much more in flow and when you're like, oh, okay, I feel proud, I feel in a good place, I feel great about what I'm delivering, but that requires us to take care of us. When we do that, we're more impactful. And so for me, this is like, rather than how much can I get done, how could I thrive today? You know, right. How can I dial up joy? Because then the impact will be greater. Like it's much better and the work environment and whoever you're connecting with will feel that. And that's when we inject the magic into whatever the task is. Because you're in a, it's like being on a winning team. Like we're, we keep getting first downs for those of you who follow American football. And when you always feel like you're getting sacked or you're getting tackled, Every single time you're trying to drive the ball down the field towards the touchdown, the ultimate, you know, end of the project or whatever, that's when it, the game's not fun anymore. Now you feel like you're losing. Now you, it's like, what am like, what are we doing here? And that's just not a that's not a place to be impactful. You're not just hurting yourself. You're letting others down by way of letting yourself down ultimately. And not to layer any judgment or to put any guilt on anybody because we have enough of that in the female space. But since we are more pleasers, would tend to be, women tend to be more pleasers. If you want to please somebody else, start at home. And the people who can't handle that will self-select and they're going to leave you alone anyways. So your your courage comment, I think, is have the courage to tell your boss that is not a realistic deadline. Have the courage to ask your boss. And I know we have a lot of female entrepreneurs, but I, we also have a lot of corporate leaders listening. Have the courage to ask your boss, okay, I understand this is your priority now. I have this, 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 and this going on. Which one of these can fall off so I can now turn my attention to this? And if they tell you none of them, then that's when you want to ask for their magical, um, their, I've got one right here, their magic <laughs> wand where they suddenly put more capacity and more time in your day. And if they can do that, then um, then carry on. But if they can't, then you need to have a critical conversation with them and draw your boundary. I think also this is one of those places that makes me think of how sales, I'm going to say salesmen, because that's how it used to be, right? How, mm -hmm. you know, like, people would be like, how oh, are there so many? And sorry, there's many great salesmen and women and non-gendered and what, whatever your term is. But like, it used to be that there were so many obnoxious salespeople in an organization. Yeah. And you're like, how are they getting to work here? Because they're bringing the money. That's right. And I think this is a really important piece. If you have too many things to do, and even if you argue for, well, it won't be able to deliver the quality, there is a piece, and again, this takes courage, is to going, wait, there are certain things, if I get them right, they won't touch me. Okay. Like, because I'll be so valuable. Uh-huh. And, and I think, again, if we stereotype us women, we're like, oh, we've got to do that all. It's like, stop and think. What is really the best? that if you zoomed out and if you were your boss or boss's boss or your client or your client's client, like, no, what is really the bit 
that really, really matters because they will tell all everything is important. I mean, everything is important. It's like, no, what is really, what is really the piece? And having that discernment to then go, that's what I'm going all in on. And if the other stuff gets done, then it gets done. But because there's just too much. I, I haven't spoken to anyone recently who's like, oh, it's a bit boring. I don't have enough to do. <laughs> right. like everyone is going, that's just too much. Nah. And that bit of like, daring to go what's going to matter most and your boss might not have the courage to look at that you know that's very often the case it's not that your Mm. boss isn't telling you sometimes they don't have the courage and I think this is where we've got to go wait and whenever people will say to me I don't know whether they say this to you also but I had many clients that say okay okay I get it I need to prioritize I'm going to set two hours to prioritize it's like no 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 but I need to figure out what's most important just give yourself another job while you're at it well, yeah, so I always say to them, okay, let's imagine that Outlook blew up. Your inbox disappeared, your calendar disappeared, close your eyes now, breathe, I get into breathe for 30 seconds. Okay, tell me what are the top three things that are most important? They always know. You can try this for yourself now if you're listening. Yeah. Everyone always know without fail, even if they're new in their job, you know, it's very clear, I need to get to know these people, I need to figure out what the purpose is. Everyone always knows, no matter where they are in the organization, what their role is. If you say, I'm going to blow up all of you out, there's no paper trail, there's nothing, you can't find anything. Close your eyes, breathe, what are the three most important things? That And it's like, you know. Know me, you that's know? powerful. Like, I'm going to do that regularly. It truly is. Because intuitively, you know what is the highest impact of your time, energy, and resources. You know that. But you busy yourself with all of these little menial tasks that feel overwhelming. So you're trying to knock them all out so you can finally focus on this thing over here when the thing over there is what you should be focusing on to begin with. <laughs> exactly. Like that, That's a piece. And that's any parent knows this, right? You get like, I got it done. It's like, wait, my aim was not to get parenting done it was like I got kids to enjoy them I want to connect with them I don't want them to just go oh they're 18 now I got it done <laughs> like take yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're alive I mean that's a big one right yeah but, but it's that piece but everyone knows and and even even when you think you don't it's really like I've done it with so many people that were overloaded and I'd had like thousands of unread emails in the inbox and they're like oh god just so close your eyes and they're like oh and the other thing that is really important for anyone that works in a corporate job, you're going to have to ignore something. What's magical, though, is most people will chase you. Like there was someone that she didn't know someone had resigned and because she, she had like literally just ignored some of the things because she's like, well, I know what's most important. I'm just going to focus on that. Someone told her, check your email. Someone has resigned. It's like, okay, right. Someone will tell you. <laughs> it's very rare that there won't be a chase for something important. And I'm in that position all the time. I, I just like, it is humanly impossible to answer every email that comes in my inbox. It's just like, I could have that as my 24 seven job and still not get to every email that comes into my inbox after a decade of being somewhat of a public figure. It's insane. And so sometimes things do slip through the cracks that probably should be something that I would actually want to answer but to your point they're going to circle back around they're going to come back nobody's dying the world will not come crashing to an end they will just come back and then and then say my inbox is busting at the seams thank you for bringing this to my awareness not i'm sorry 
because I don't really have anything to apologize about. I am doing literally the best I can within this inbox. But thank you for bringing it to my awareness, to my attention, so that I can focus on this important thing. Y'all, the courage part is just the answer. It's the answer to everything. Just bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business is what a bombshell is all about. And Nomi has just given you so many tools and and beautiful illustrations. The queen, the knight, everything that she's offered you is something that you can just file away and have a visual in your in your brain to pull on when you need somebody else's voice to help you find that confidence. So before we wrap up and and talk about all the different ways we can find you online and connect with you, I'm very excited to hear your parting piece of advice. So that that <laughs> final nugget for a bombshell who does want to be that confident woman that has that courage. Trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. I mean, I think I just gave the very practical piece with the you know, like close your eyes, sort of how you practically do do it. In, and that's just one of the ways. But always, always trust yourself more than anyone else, even if they have many abbreviated letters behind their name or they think they can tell you, even if it's your coach and you paid a lot of money, if it feels off, trust yourself more than you trust anyone else. It, that is like absolute, the most important thing. And if you don't yet trust yourself, just work on that. Like that is number one. Number trust often. yourself more than you trust anyone else. Naomi, that is probably the most significant end of podcast interview advice in all the years that I've been podcasting. Because <laughs> everything else everybody else has said rests on that. And and there's no way to be confident if you can't believe in your own knowing, your own voice. So thank, thank you. Thank you. You're just a phenomenal human. And I appreciate you being on this podcast. So now I want everybody to find you. <laughs> so first of all, like I said, hit pause, go subscribe to the Female Inner Power podcast because you will get lots more of what you heard today. She is at nomi.natan.com also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You're also on LinkedIn. Is that correct? I just don't have I'm that. I'm mostly on, mostly on LinkedIn. Mostly things happen there. Twitter, not much happening. But yes, find me on LinkedIn, Insta a little bit. And um, podcast is a great place on the website. And so if you're on LinkedIn, I found her instantly because she has a very unique name. If you type in N-O-O-M-I, guarantee you're going to find her. So I mean, of course, <laughs> all of this will be in the show notes. And um, and so let's see here. I feel like we have covered it all. Is there anything else for our audience members to know to find you online that we haven't covered already? No, I think that's it. And actually, there will be, I don't know when this will be out, but there will be a um, bonus week. Normally, my podcast, the Female and Power podcast comes out once a week, but there'll be a bonus week on self-trust, actually. There's like a five-part self-trust series. And uh, and as I started writing about it, it was first a written series on LinkedIn, and then it, like I, I decided to make it a recorded series. I realized how many layers. It's like, how do you listen to yourself? You know, as I dive in, you know, dove into it, I was like, there are so much in this. It's like I felt like I'd written about it a whole year, but I did (laughs) five episodes on on self-trust and the importance of that. Well, we will definitely push that out. And I love having another resource to share with my own clients and community as well. So you gained a new listener. Her name is Amber Erickson Hurdle, and she's (laughs) going to be subscribing. So uh, because I love this. So. 
Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I, I appreciate you more than I can express. Thank you. And thank you for showing up. And I think it's six years that you've been doing this and I know what it takes to be consistent. And so anyone listening that thinks this is easy or quick or to be consistent or anything, it takes a lot. So thank you on behalf of everyone for showing up six years consistently <laughs> and making this happen. That's thank really you. something. Thank you for knowing that, for honoring that. I appreciate it. So bombshell, you are the reason why I'm still here <laughs> six years later um, because you are such a loyal listenership and I love that you share this with other people. So in that spirit, this is this has been a very powerful episode and I think every woman on the planet needs to listen to this one. So share it. Think about the people who might need to hear this no matter their age, no matter where they are in their life make sure you share it, leave a rating and review if that is something that you feel compelled to do to help us reach more people. And of course, we will come back every other week for the next foreseeable future because things are pretty crazy. So I am creating space for myself. So hopefully nobody's proud of me for this choice. We're not giving up. We're still going. We're going into year seven, but we're just going to do it a little bit differently to create that space that I need to run two businesses in addition to doing a podcast. So be blessed. Find that confidence, listen to the inner voice, and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.